0: From the tranquil streets of Sandy Bay, Tasmania to the beachside metropolis of Newcastle, New South Wales, then to the less-than-picturesque suburban back alleys of Penrith's Glenmore Park to Waradji and Bomaderry in the underarm of the Shoalhaven, all the way to the nation's capital and back to Newcastle comes me, an MK-turned Sunday School guru that climbed the ranks of private schools to become the number one teacher-pleasing, pun-cracking, punk-singing, misfit-embracing, Pokemon-catching, forest-loving, slow-reading Fast talking, podcast hosting, lightsaber wielding YWAM of the world has ever seen. Pastor's Kid since 04, middle kid since 03. My name is Ryan Luke, and this is Pastor's Middle Kid. Welcome to Pastor's Middle Kid. I'm Ryan Luke, your host and the Pastor's Middle Kid, or at least the one that hosts this show. This week, I have my friend Samantha Kemp from Newcastle, Australia, and Brittany Laird from British Columbia, Canada, joining me to talk about a whole range of stuff. And uh, we end up going a little in-depth about writing and what that means as even just amateur creative people expressing ourselves on page instead of saying things aloud or keeping things inside if that sounds like it interests you stick around even if it doesn't stick around because there's plenty of laughable moments and quite a few gold nuggets ahead as well okay here we go this is my conversation with two girls no
1: one is this lucky as
0: That's just it about the term limited time only. There's, like, Jesus saying nobody knows the hour when the Son of Man will return. <laughs>
1: Except that's not true, because the sale things, like, all, the, like, the sale tags at Woolies, the last, they have, like, the little digits on it, which is actually the date of when the sale ends. For real? Really? Yeah, did you not know? Like, no? They have, like, if you have, like, the tag with, like, the price, like, oh, this item's on sale. There's a little number at the bottom, and the last four digits should be the month and the of when the sale ends. My life just changed. Yeah, it's, like, the date Mine of too. when it ends. <laughs> so if it's, like, 12-12, it's, like, December 12th, they're, like... Whatever. Whoa. How did you figure that out? I don't know. I think I read it on the internet somewhere. <laughs> but it's actually true because I tested it at Woolies. Oh, there you go. Or sometimes it'll be like, oh, like the sale actually hasn't started yet. Because sometimes they're stupid and they put the ta- like the tags up early and the sale hasn't actually started that day. And I'm like... Really? Yeah, that happened to me like a Wait, week so ago. So the start
2: numbers and the start of the sale and yeah, the end numbers? Yeah, so it,
1: there should be like... I don't know exactly how it is, but it, they should have like the beginning and end of the, when the sale is. But
2: it happened to me the other I think- day. I
1: went to go buy this like box of cookies and... It, it said, like, the tag said two ninety, so I was like, sweet. So I took it, and I checked it out, and it was, like, this huge bin of cookies, and I really wanted the cookies. And it was, like, five forty. and so I called the guy over, and I was like, this item's supposed to be on sale, and he, like, put it in. He's like, no, the sale doesn't start for, like, another day. And I was like, but the tag said, and he was like, oh, but it doesn't start for a day. And they wouldn't give me the cookies, so what? I spent $5.40 on cookies. I wasn't willing to give them up. <laughs> <laughs> See, you
0: just said they didn't give me the cookies so I spent $5.40 oh, I mean cookies.
1: they didn't give me the sale price of the okay. cookies they gave me the cookies well they didn't give them to me I paid them. Uh, I bought the cookies
0: too bad they don't have digits on the normal price tag that says when the next sale's gonna be right
1: oh. but, then, but then everybody would like plan their shopping sprees for when it's on sale and then no one would ever buy things at normal price
2: yeah, it's
0: true. Yeah, that is true. But who true.
1: wants to buy things at normal price? Nobody. <laughs> you, know, you
0: know after you eat, yeah. you just get that food phlegm. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's the sound I make when I cry. Like <laughs> 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 so that sounded like freaking the dark. A <laughs>
2: yeah, you did actually. I watched four and five today.
1: You yeah. watched two Star Wars today? Yeah. I'm
2: so proud of you. Thank you. I'm wow. watching six tonight. I wanna
1: watch nice. all six of them before Me I- too. Cause it's what the seventeenth it comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I'm going to see it with my family. It's
0: my parents' wedding anniversary. Two days after my birthday. We need to book the tickets <laughs> because everyone in Newcastle is going to go see it. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: true. That's true.
0: I've been looking forward to this movie ever since they announced it.
1: Oh yeah, like what? 2015? No, that's this year. No, that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> we saw the new trailer for it when we went to go see the new Hunger Games movie, and the trailer looks amazing. It's going to be. I've seen three all
0: three trailers. Wow. As well as the mm-hmm. extra clips they put online, they've gone a little too far, I think, with how many, how much video how much footage they they're, they're out, baiting yeah. people with.
1: Mm. But people are eating that's, it up. Though. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. laughing
0: it up like crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh man.
1: As long as they haven't like put everything in the trailers, yeah. oh, I and hope they've not.
0: They've kept Luke Skywalker out of it.
1: So okay. The question is, is okay, What? Wait. Mark Hamill is the guy who plays. Mm-hmm. Is yes. he actually in it though? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. He aged so poorly. <laughs> I saw him at Comic-Con in 2012, and I didn't even recognize him. And then my brother's like, oh, that's Luke Skywalker. I'm like, oh.
0: (laughs) I used to, like, love with you. Oh dear.
1: (laughs) I used to... I feel like I said that weird. (laughs) I used to
0: to love with you?
1: (laughs) Yes! Be in love with (laughs) you. I was, like, super into Luke Skywalker, which is weird, because he's weird.
2: Hayden Christensen? (laughs) Not Not in the movie. He's a terrible actor. But off
1: I saw Jumper. Jumper was awful.
2: Yeah, it was a great it. movie. I wouldn't suggest it. Mm-hmm. Somebody
1: told me, like, oh, I wouldn't watch it. And I was like, okay, wasn't and I I really was talking it.
2: about his acting skills. He's
1: <sighs> a nice face. He's married
2: to Rachel... <laughs> Rachel... I don't know her <laughs> <our> last name. <laughs> from the OC. Uh, Rachel Bileson. Bileson? Uh, don't Bileson?
1: Don't That's a super unfortunate name. <laughs> Bileson,
2: Bileson! Bileson! That's not much better. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, oh,
1: Lord. Oh, it was my, my optometrist. I went to the optometrist while I was home to get... Mm-hmm new glasses too.
0: i'm wearing them right now Yeah, i
1: actually noticed that they're green they're fun yeah um but i'm there and she was like oh like you haven't been in in a while and like what are you doing i'm like oh i like i live like permanently in australia well more permanently than i was before and she was like oh like the last time that you were here like you were only going for six months like what happened like and all she said was oh did you meet someone Mm -hmm. and didn't let me like answer and just said oh that's so awesome (laughs) and i said actually no i do volunteer work for a christian missionary organization she was like oh oh okay and she like had this look of like pity on her face of like that's so unfortunate and i was like if i stayed for a relationship that's fine but not for working for the lord thank you thank you for your validation super
2: interesting because it's either that or you're never ever going to meet someone if you stay there it's like oh is that like a
1: what is it called like places where none lives nun's live. A nunnery. A nunnery. Is that actually a word? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> a nunnery. Yes. That's so it sounds like or a, a nunnery. monastery. A monastery, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is
0: funny the the amount of people <clears throat> we get coming through here though and the different types. Just even even friendships that you make with people while that's living so in community. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be friends with them at school.
1: No. <laughs> I wouldn't. <well, laughs> that's fine. Well, That was like oh, If no. you went to
0: school, that is Brittany.
1: I was Okay, I was only po- homeschooled for five four four five grades i did five grades in a i don't know how long i think it was four years i don't remember but there was like a chunk of time where i was homeschooled but i graduated from public school so i'm not as socially awkward as some people
0: Hmm.
1: but still quite
0: (laughs) there remains residue it never leaves i know
1: but i take pride in that i prefer homeschool homeschooling i can't speak I preferred homeschooling over public school.
2: But hey, my imagination is great.
1: (laughs) I can craft like no one else.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That glitter glue. Want to see what I can do with a hot
1: glue gun? (laughs) 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 That sounded so weird.
2: (laughs) Oh my goodness. And that, ladies and gentlemen... For and everybody.
0: I was like that I was like that at school too um, not, not saying anything about me with a hot glue gun but I would make remarks like that which were apparently a little risque I wouldn't know everybody would laugh at me actually I'm really glad that I kind of missed the boat with the whole innocence leaving thing but maybe I just excluded myself from things I didn't like being a middle kid, um, because I wasn't homeschooled, as we've...
2: Yes, we've uh, determined. <laughs> we've awkwardly We've made determined. that clear, Samantha. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah, that was my I bad. even had
0: people uh, two months ago, during the, the July DTS's uh, <laughs> lecture phase, th- there's so many homeschoolers in that quarter, Yes, by true. the way, but I had people like Jonathan Scott asking me, wait, you weren't homeschooled?
1: And he's known you for ages, that's so funny. Yes,
0: he's known me for two years. Surely this would have come up before now, but he'd been assuming for two years
2: (laughs) that I was (laughs) homeschooled. I don't think I ever assumed it, because I never really thought about it, Mm. but just bringing it up in I mean, conversation technically it was an assumption but <laughs> well yeah okay no i know <laughs> For what speaking you mean technically yes but, but it's not something that i went oh i have some spare time let's think about whether ryan's homeschooled or whether he went to a public you know school it's sad i
0: do that about
1: people <laughs>
2: <laughs> did you see if they're or not. did you think i was homeschooled
0: yeah, i knew you were homeschooled would
1: you think i was homeschooled no you no know. Yeah, no, I'm not that. Be- do, I, do I put off, like, a strong Did homeschooler you- vibe?
2: Yes. Uh, Dang it. <laughs> yeah. Look,
0: I've, I have it down, I feel, to a science, um, at oh. least in an observational regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, homeschoolers, i found, to be typically more loyal to conversations, so they're willing to sit through not only an awkward silence, but the end of a conversation, okay. and then start a new one.
2: I love awkward out, silence. Out of- <laughs> <laughs> is that weird? Hashtag out life.
0: <laughs> Beyond that, eye contact is a big thing, With homeschoolers, but that's something I learned through.
2: Wait, like something that we avoid or that we.
0: No, you do. Yeah,
2: okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with homeschooling. No, it's just a non homeschooler just hashtagged on a podcast. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) So.
0: (laughs) There's a tendency to get along really well with people that are slightly older or slightly younger than yourself. Sometimes it's a little less uh, smooth interacting with people of the same age. Like if you were at the same (laughs) age, year level as somebody that's when my you... high
1: school was like awful yeah I hated high school public yeah. school even though I like I went into school a grade earlier so I was only 16 when I graduated and it was just like wow yeah that's young I, I turned 17 like two months later but yeah it was so awful and I was so impressionable too because like mm-hmm. I mean I wasn't super innocent like I'd had three older brothers that had gone through public school and like yeah. all that stuff and then um, the internet was like my best friend mm-hmm. <laughs> aside from the lord of course it's like the two counteracting things in my life Uh, it's so horrible oh my gosh also lack of filter that's a huge thing in my life i have no filter it's terrible i think
0: homeschoolers say a lot of things uh, a lot of thoughts out loud
1: i do i definitely like outwardly process like i have i don't know is that because there's no one else to listen probably (laughs) (laughs) well because i homeschooled with like one of my brothers but we both had like such different learning technique Mm -hmm. that like we separated ourselves through that like he would like he needed more instruction and stuff and i was like oh like let me just teach myself everything i'm like i was super independent and like with homeschooling and so i would just like sit on the couch for like four hours and not speak to anybody and it was awesome
2: (laughs) i mean there's nothing wrong with
1: that no
0: but then would you ever need to verbalize what you were learning
1: but yeah but then when I'd be like oh my gosh like mom I'm learning this thing in science and I'd sit over dinner and just like tell everybody about my whole lesson in science that day and they're like that's kind of cool but does this matter and I'm like this is like life changing like you don't (laughs) understand and they're like "Mm okay but okay so like out of out of my five, like, top strengths, three of them are intellectual ones. And so I'm just, like, I process, like, crazy. Mm -hmm. And, like, and information has, like, a huge impact on me and, like, massive implications. Mm -hmm. So if I learn something, then I'm, like, oh my gosh, this information is incredible. Like, I have to do something about it. Like, it's like, oh, like, I I have to sit and I have to think about it. And then it's, like, I can't just, like, not think about this. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Or random facts. They're also, like, my food. Probably aspects of the female mind as well. Yeah.
0: Even on the, on the topic of, of strengths... Uh, I'm here with my friends Brittany and Samantha Brittany why don't you introduce yourself <laughs> tell the listening audience where you're from and what your top five Gallup Finder strengths are
1: okay um I'm Brittany I'm from Canada my top five strengths I don't remember the order that they're in but they're um developer input intellect belief and learner so I like to think about things and I like to make things better mm. which is fun It also means I don't talk. Well, I do talk a lot, but not to people.
2: (laughs) Just to a microphone? Well,
1: I'm just really weird. (laughs) That's basically what my strengths mean. I don't
2: get out much.
0: Okay, we'll get back to that. Samantha? Yeah. Who are you? What are your strengths?
2: (laughs) Well, I'm Samantha from Newcastle. Um, My strengths are Strategic positivity i don't remember the order either um i can tell you the rest of them belief <laughs> thank you i should know these mm-hmm. <laughs> um developer and communication
1: mm-hmm.
2: Yep. strategic is my number one i'm pretty sure then it goes to belief then to positivity then to develop oh developer. communication yes hey, you know yeah, how do I know the them same. okay
0: my name's Ryan <laughs> I'm originally from Tasmania but I've grown up in a few different places in New South Wales mostly and the ACT my top five strengths are strategic belief developer responsibility communication oh, so I'm okay. positive
2: and he's responsible
0: and that's the only difference between that's, our strengths like strength me, and, me
1: and Rachel we have all five of the same just in different orders really yeah
0: but <laughs> if if you, if you don't know what we're talking about Gallup uh, Strength Center in the US has a test which costs like $10, and a lot of mainstream and non-mainstream organizations are really getting into it to wrap their minds around their different employees and volunteers Mm -hmm. and things, and knowing how to relate to them as well Mm -hmm. as how they would best serve what they're serving. Why I'm so into it these days. (laughs) If you want to
1: know me... (laughs) You know my strength. I, I think it is so defining about someone's character, though. Totally. Like, mm-hmm. I remember when I finally took it when I was doing mm-hmm. like staff training. Mm-hmm. As soon as I like read all of them, I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like this makes so much sense." Yeah. Like, yeah. It See, was I so hated cool. mine.
2: I, it. I was like, "I'm not strategic in any way, shape, or form." Have mm-hmm. you ever seen me try and put a push bike into the back of a car? <laughs> that's okay, another story. No,
1: that's impossible.
0: When I get put in a board game situation. I get extremely restless. I might have this strategy. I'm going to use these guys as the main pieces and I'm going to take out this corner of the board first. But then three moves in, I'm getting <laughs> restless and I need to do something different yes. that has a mm-hmm. 1% chance of working yes. just to engage mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. So See, that's the thing it. about
2: strategy is there's, it's so broad. There's so many mm-hmm. different strategy avenues things. to strategy. I'm like not strategic whatsoever.
0: You're good at learning. I love You're learning. Thinking.
2: Love
1: thinking. Exactly. Input. That's why like random facts are like mm-hmm. my like oh they're my life. The other night I sat up till one in the morning looking about up facts about reindeers and snapping turtles, <laughs> and it was actually so educational. Okay. Like That's no no there's two, I types of, there's two different types of there's two different types of snapping turtles. There's the common and there's the alligator snapping turtle or crocodile snapping turtle. But the crocodile or alligator ones they have these like massive spined ridges on them. They're terrifying. They're huge. Like massive. Like me. Huge.
0: Yeah, for the listening audience Brittany just spread her arms wide I caught a fish this big
1: No, but it was a snapping yeah. turtle
0: <laughs> I caught a snapping turtle this and then, big they're in the,
1: like. I didn't realize that snapping turtles are in America. I always thought it was like some random like exotic animal No, America everybody Land of the large snapping turtle like, <laughs> But they're not dangerous to people and it's like people that like, actually go and catch them and have them as pets
0: So why are they terrifying?
1: Because they're Huge, <laughs> and they snap.
2: <laughs> there is so... their snap, like lethal. To yes, anyone? yes, their snap can
1: kill things <laughs> and people,
0: or it can, it can like it can kill people.
1: Like it, I'm sure. No. Okay, that, that that wasn't one of the facts That's on this assumption. page. That was an assumption. But I'm like I'm sure if they bit the right place, like if you offered your throat to it it would
0: like would it would it bite down willingly on your throat? I don't or know. I mean they don't it eat food or your throat.
1: Oh probably they like I mean, food. If you they're made vegetarians, a turtle, tell us. Okay. They're so, vegetarians. So it's
0: very unlikely they'll ever snap down on your throat. Yeah. Okay, we just Unless
1: you like provoked it. Mhm. Which I feel like would be entertaining. How do
0: you provoke something with your throat? <laughs> it's a really interesting image
1: (laughs) I just pictured going like
2: like,
0: (laughs) again for the listening audience
2: (laughs) (laughs) that was a head wobble and a jaw down (laughs) I tried to push my neck as far forward as I could just like "Eh."
0: unfortunately she wasn't able to isolate the movement of her neck and not her body because people don't they're not able to do that
1: (laughs) (laughs) we can try but we're just not as talented but okay seriously you guys need to learn about snapping turtles
0: do we?
2: I'll put it on my list. Something <laughs> something
0: I find interesting about those types of online tests, while, yeah, they're pretty extensive, it's probably the best one they have out.
2: I think right? so. It's the best one I've ever seen.
0: Mm-hmm. And you're pretty...
2: I uh, mean, yeah, I was about to you're say... You're pretty learned learned in this f- sub-genre. Where's the one that the Soyum does, that's, like, really, really specific. Oh, way way for more For those intense. also who have no idea what Soyam is, <laughs> Ryan, would you like to just...
0: Soyam is the School of Innovative Youth Ministry at YOM Newcastle. True. Mm-hmm. They did a more in-depth test. It began with B, I think, and it needed to be screened through a particular trainer yeah,
2: oh, that had okay. been
0: uh, had been taught how to Berkman? how to speak. Berkman 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 Yeah, yeah. I think it's the it's Berkman, Berkman, Berkman test. test. There we go. Um, and it showed. Not only things that you're really good at or but how you respond to feedback yeah. and how you best give feedback.
1: Oh, cool. mm-hmm.
0: I found it really interesting to hear
1: It's like an know. actual like psychological thing, I'm pretty sure. Like it has to deal with like
2: it's... you know workings of the human
1: brain. And you get like pages of your results being like wow. this is like basically kind of who you are. Which is weird because I think it's so creepy, but most of them are so correct. Like with like how you respond to like questions, it's like mm-hmm. wow, you can tell so much about someone by their response to things.
0: If you are looking for something you're gonna find it yeah yeah so even with with strength finders having strategic as my top strength and samantha you went through this as well Mm -hmm. looking at it saying i don't know what strategic means i don't know how this is me Mm -hmm. yes and then you try and figure out a way of going about uh learning what it is and discovering if it's you and you realize you're being strategic and what you do yes and that's that's you realizing that you can see yourself in different things mm-hmm. um but these tests even extensive psychological ones they are not who we are i like mm-hmm. to think that i have part of me that strength finders doesn't yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah totally yeah. i mean mm-hmm. it's after all just a test i mean it gives insight
0: i was smiling while i said that it, yes <laughs> yes i know i know I, I know very well that it gives insight but mm-hmm. strength finders doesn't own me
1: no, <laughs> no, and that's why I like. I like how you only like when you pay for it. You only get your five, mm. yeah. Because then it's like, because sometimes I'm like, I really want to know all of my thirty six. Like I really want to, mm-hmm. but then I'm like. But I kind of like being able to be like, I think this is mine. Like, this is something that I see in myself. Mm -hmm. And not having a piece of paper that's like, this is what you are. Because it's like, especially knowing, like, your bottom five, I feel like that would almost be an excuse to be like, oh, I'm not good at this. Mm -hmm. Kind of whatever. Because for the longest time, I thought I was awful at communication. Mm -hmm. Until I came here and started getting really championed in it. And I realized, like, okay, I'm actually not bad at this. Like, I could do this. Mm -hmm.
2: And so. I mean, if we're being honest, like, for me personally, mm -hmm. I think every strength listed, we have some... Even just the tiniest speck of it, because yeah. I, like I was, I used to think I wasn't empathetic. Now that's not in my top five, mm-hmm. but I know that I have empathy mm-hmm. in different areas. Oh, yeah. I think that we all have a glimmer mm-hmm. of all of these different strengths in mm-hmm. us because it's yeah. how we're it made, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because really,
2: all of yeah. them are like, all these strengths are part of like, especially like God's character,
1: mm-hmm. and so it's like if we're made in that image, we will have a little bit of each one. Yeah. Yeah. We might not be as strong in some areas as others, but. Mm. Yeah, like, with empathy and stuff. Like, I used to think that I was super empathetic, and when I found out it wasn't one of my top five, I was like, oh, maybe it's not, Mm. like, more part of me. But I'm like, no, I I still identify with, like, with people, and I love empathy, and I think it's a huge thing. But again, I think that's part of being a Christian, is Mm -hmm. having empathy for one another, and that's part of God's character, is to be empathetic. And so, I really don't think that there's people who aren't empathetic whatsoever. I Mm -hmm. think everybody has a little bit of empathy. It's whether we allow spirit to move, I'm pretty sure that's pretty much what it is. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I was recently listening to a brand new podcast that the Jabberjaw Media Group's just put out uh, by Stephen Christian from oh, cool. Um It's called The Art Collective. So and during this, this first full episode, he was talking about how when you claim something as part of your identity, something positive, then it's going to bring out the positive in yeah. you. And you're going to see it as a strength and you're going to develop that. Mm-hmm. But if you claim something that is negative as part of your identity then that's just going to get worse mm-hmm. and worse. Yep. And uh, I see this in myself. Last year, I took that love languages test. Mm. Yeah. And when I took the love languages test, for most people that know me, they this would come as kind of obvious, but physical touch was at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. And so I started saying that I wasn't a physical touch person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when I started saying that, I was—I felt like that was becoming me. Mm-hmm. While I—I I did appreciate a hug, mm-hmm. I did sometimes give hugs. Mm-hmm. I used that definition of who I am, which wasn't true. Mm-hmm. I used that in as, as an excuse to mm-hmm. opt out and to—I don't know—not show affection when I should have,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: or not show it in the way that I should have. Mm-hmm. So it got to a point last year at the National Leaders' Meeting in Melbourne. School of Music Missions that I was on was there, we were leading worship, and the Compassion DTS was also there. Todd White was there speaking on evangelism. It was pretty cool. Lorna Kidd, who works with Samantha and I, she had really badly hurt her ankle a week before that or something, something like that. that I'm yeah. not sure the exact time frame, but she showed up there, and when you put 300, 400 YWAMers all in one place, Imagine the amount of people that are going to be trying to pray for you. Yeah. And yeah. some even some of those Bethel guys are pretty out there. Oh, yeah. So she would be... Uh, she had crutches. And
2: <laughs> Dead giveaway. That, really, the crutches. That's like a lighthouse, isn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah. Like a beacon. Hey, come pray for me.
2: It's a flare just uh, going yeah. up in
0: the distance. <laughs> I know. Um, Samantha, there was someone on your DTS, Kiana? Oh, yes. On your quarter. She yeah. would run after people that had casts and crutches and things i witnessed her do that in canberra um yeah so people people do that Mm. and lorna at this time she said that when she left england she patted her mum on the back and walked away she didn't even give her mum a hug because that's Mm. how much she hated physical Mm -hmm. touch so as we were at this national leaders meeting one lunchtime sat down with her and god had been speaking to me about this and he was saying you know you do actually receive physical touch love Mm -hmm. and you do give it too this isn't omitted from your character Mm -hmm. um sat down with her and god said share that with her and pray and see what happens so i sat down with her and she'd already been prayed for for her ankle for by about 30 people (laughs) and she got to the point where she was refusing prayer because it was just way too much for her too overwhelming Mm -hmm. so i sat down with her and said yeah god's been speaking to me about how i shouldn't believe that I hate physical touch Mm -hmm. I've noticed that this might be something that you might be able to relate with is this true she said yes I said can we pray and break it off she went okay so we prayed and committed ourselves to receiving and giving physical love however that looks and then after that I said can I pray for your ankle and she said okay fine I said can I touch your ankle and pray for it and she gave me permission to do that. Hmm. And I don't know any... There's no formula for seeing people healed or anything. Yeah. But when I prayed for her that time, she saw a bit of improvement in hmm. her ankle. She took a couple steps and then prayed for her again. And at this time, her entire team was sitting down having a team meeting. And they were wanting her to come over and join them. And I said, oh, could, could you just wait a little bit? God's healing her and they went oh okay that's fine
2: <laughs> well in that case <laughs> so then I
0: prayed for her again then Lorna said can we run and I went uh, I can run can you run and she went let's do it so she threw down her crutches and ran past mm. her entire team her, her ankle was completely healed yeah so cool and it was funny because as she ran past her team people started realizing what happened and everyone's jumping up and down in their seats going yeah this is <laughs> the best and clapping and it turns out at the end of her DTS, she had a bunch of people say to her that that was the defining moment for their faith. Mm-hmm. Seeing their friend healed yep. was, I don't know, that was just, that was the moment that changed things mm-hmm. in their life. And it didn't even happen to them. Didn't mm-hmm. even happen at their own hands.
1: Cool.
0: So I, I'm honored that I got to be part of that. But just this claiming things as part mm-hmm. of us, it's mm-hmm. not what God wants. Yeah. yeah. So while Strength Finders is cool, it might give you some cool insight. Mm-hmm. I, as much as I was joking before by saying, that doesn't define me, that's not me.
2: Mm-hmm. It's not. Yeah. yeah. So that's, totally.
0: that's something to keep in mind, um, especially with love languages. Yeah. I may not know how to give gifts to people, but I like giving gifts to people.
1: <laughs> it's great.
0: I, I like receiving gifts. I don't know how to respond when I receive them, but I feel loved. Mm-hmm. So when now when people say, what's your love language? I like saying, I give and receive love however cool. it comes or goes. I
1: mm-hmm. love
2: languages, they're a fun thing.
0: I love languages, just on a different note. Languages,
2: languages are different. so nice. They are, I love languages. There is a verse in the Bible, as my favorite verse, I I never used to have a favorite verse. Mm -hmm. I actually hated that question. Mm -hmm. And I was in this moment of just like, I was just just a hating life moment. Let's be honest. It was just Mm -hmm. like, I was having an argument with someone and I'd taken myself away from the situation. And I was like, God, this is hard. I don't like this. Uh, What? He took me to this verse. It's 1 Corinthians uh, 14. And I'm pretty sure it's Either ten or eleven. I I should know you this, need to but learn I'm having your verse. yes, I know. I need to learn my favorite verse, <laughs> and normally I know it, but at the moment I'm <laughs> having a mental blank. See, I'm not even going to be able to. It's properly, The pressure
0: on radio. It's
2: the, it is. It's the pressure on radio, um, but it it says it's something along the lines of there are perhaps great a great many languages, mm. um, none without meaning, mm. and I was like, wow, that it just for some reason it just hit me, and I was like, what is it about that, and then. I just heard God say that there is one universal language that we all speak, and it's love. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But languages are so beautiful because mm-hmm. it's so diverse, and it, it, it there's something so powerful of seeing the students that come here that are international, hmm. from European countries or um, Asian countries or just any country More Lord that bring yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. exactly yeah. um, that doesn't naturally speak English as their first language. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking out in their natural tongue it's uh, mm -hmm. it gives me chills I love it it's
0: awesome Mm -hmm. one way of speaking English is processing I know for me personally I externally process and this is something that we were talking about uh, before we got on air and by on air I mean I hit the letter R on my keyboard and we started recording (laughs) yes Um, Samantha
2: yes
0: (laughs) you externally process from what I understand I do one way of you doing that is writing let's uh, give the listeners a bit of an understanding of how you best process things.
2: I love to sit down and have a conversation with someone, mm-hmm. but I also do love to write. And so I'll sit down with my computer or even my journal. I love to journal. I'll just journal for days if I could. Writing for me is as if I am putting art onto the wall in an exhibition. It's, mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is as soon as I write a blog post for me, I'm like, okay, do I post this or do I not post this? Because as soon as I do it's like I've just Mm -hmm. put that piece of artwork on the wall Mm. and people are going to start coming through the exhibition but it's the opportunity to also tell a story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just I love the way that when you write, you can just structure a story into a sentence you can structure Mm. um, memory into a sentence, you can structure emotion into a sentence that by the end of that sentence doesn't necessarily have much structure mm. <laughs> in mm. the story that it tells. So yes, there are foundations to that sentence, mm-hmm. but where it takes a person, mm-hmm. there aren't words.
0: Oh, that's <laughs> good. Brittany, what about you?
2: I feel like I almost have a
1: mixture of internal and outward, like,
0: processing. You are the biggest introvert that I know <laughs> in existence. I'm, like,
1: I, I'm very, definitely introvert, but I love, like, like again, writing is like a huge output for me, mm-hmm. like, and it's something that I actually have to be so careful with because I used to, like, I used to have a blog that would just, like, I would write and post and write and post.
0: Was it a Tumblr?
1: It was a Tumblr. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 sorry, it wasn't a Tumblr, it was a WordPress. Okay. And, um.
0: So it was actually more of a blog than a,
1: Yeah, I did have a Tumblr at one world. point, which was really, actually really cool, but got rid of it a little while ago Tea Um, with Jesus? yeah Yeah. I had that one but the one that I had it was called Like a Bird I Flew but it was I was going through like this really rough period of life and I would just like blog like crap and put it on there and so it's like people are reading all of these like arguments that I'm having with God and so like like a couple months later I ended up getting rid of it but it is a very personal thing for me Mm -hmm. so even within that um, I love writing but I also love being able to share it so one of my favorite ways to actually process is to write something and then read it out loud to people and so, like, I've done it before where, like, I've written something and I'm like, can I just, like, read this blog post to you before I actually post it and, like, mm-hmm. get your feedback on it and, like, let's talk about it before I, like, give it to the world kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. it is something that's so, like, intimate for me or, like, yeah. or I'll have moments where I'm just, like, I'm just so frustrated. I don't know how to, like, do this. And, like, with being such, like, a decently intellectual person, I like being able to put it on a paper. And mm-hmm. um, I think I'm a pretty visual person, too. So, like, being able to see that there is something right here that have my thoughts written out on it. It's, like, such a help for me to kind of organize mm. how I'm thinking. So I, like, oh, sometimes I, like, write things out of frustration almost, and then I'm, like, oh, gosh, like, this is how I'm feeling? I need to take this to, like, God or something. Mm. Yeah. And then I usually, like, delete Take things. it to
0: God or something.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, God
1: or, like, or a leader or, like... a punching bag. Or a punching bag. <laughs> a punching bag. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. The ocean. Like,
1: yeah. Well, we've done that before. Yeah, yeah. have. Um, but, yeah, writing is, like, it's just, like, this very, very, very personal thing for me. And I love writing, like like, in, like, quiet time and stuff, like, I always write, I love writing in letter format, like, Mm. to someone, so I write letters to God, or, like, if I've been, like, having problems with, like, a person, even though it's, like, okay, really, this isn't, like, Mm -hmm. something that I need to go and, like, sit down, this is, like, me having a pride issue, if I sit down and write a letter to this person about how I'm feeling, it's, like, okay, like, I can deal with this with Mm. them
2: Mm. in
1: a way that's actually just me and God, and so it's, like, it's so cool, because, like I'm not an amazingly talented writer I can't write fiction to save my life but one like one of my favorite things is taking my own story and giving Mm. it kind of like a a fantastic twist like Mm. a little bit of like exaggeration a little bit of like I don't know Mm. creative writing almost like taking it and giving people different like like i have this one story where like i've written my life and i gave different people different like words so like there's someone named chaos and there's someone named like temptation and there's someone like so it's like my own story but it's allegorical yeah kind of Mm -hmm. allegorical but like yeah so i love doing that and i'm actually i've been working on like for like two years very terribly like no dedication whatsoever, which Mm -hmm. is annoying. Mm -hmm. I've always had a desire to, like, write a novel of Mm. the perspective of missions from, like, a teenage, like, child point of view. Yeah. And something that it's taken me, like, forever. But I have, like, pages and pages where I've restarted and restarted, but it is such a personal thing that I'm like, I don't even know how to, like, Mm. get this on paper, but...
0: I feel like writing is the introspective way to externally process.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's true.
0: Because you... It's just between you in the paper
2: mm-hmm. it's like a safe place mm-hmm. yeah. like
0: it is. It, it's it's almost like you're speaking into a mirror mm-hmm. in a soundproof room where nobody else can hear you
2: it, i feel like it's the place but you can
0: burn it if you want to
2: <laughs> that i can go to to actually go okay i'm gonna do this i'm gonna look at myself i'm gonna take an introspective look at myself mm-hmm. and not be afraid to do that mm-hmm. because i i, I grew up up reading books, tons and tons yeah. of books. Like mm-hmm. I lived in the library. I mm-hmm. feel like both mm-hmm. of you will yeah. relate to that.
0: <laughs> I'm a really slow reader, but the books that I get into, I get really into. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I, it would be the point that I would become that character. Yeah. And it's almost like when I write, I, even though it's myself, yeah. like I become that character. It's mm-hmm. like you're reliving those like, things that you write yeah, about. It's so true. Yeah. And I look at the things that I'm writing because I almost start free writing mm-hmm. and writing and writing and writing. And then I read back and I go, oh my goodness, that's my life. Mm-hmm. Okay, God, yeah. we got to deal with some stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why I love writing as my, like, writing about my story
1: from, like, a, like an outward point of view, being like, okay, this is what she was doing, and it's like, okay, this is me, and this is how, like, mm. I see myself as, mm. like, the things that have happened in my life. Yeah. But it's like being able to kind of, like, take a step kind of, yeah, like, out of yourself and being like, okay, I'm just going to look at my life from an outward point of view. And yeah. it's so cool.
0: It, it's almost like... What you're describing here is a subjective observational approach yeah. to your own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like being objective. If you were looking at the yeah. situation, this is what you would see, but you also know mm-hmm. how you feel.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And in a lot of ways, writing makes you feel more like what yeah. both of you have just said. It even, it puts into words those feelings, mm-hmm. or yeah. even it puts into metaphors, because yeah. sometimes metaphors the best we could do, it's and so sometimes melody the best we can do, mm-hmm. and Samantha, you and I are both songwriters Mm -hmm. um, and that's I know one of your main outlets if you are going through a particularly emotional thing Um, and I can really relate to that and there have been been times where I've been kind of feeling a certain way even towards a person like if I was going to write an angsty song not necessarily a breakup song but just Mm -hmm. there's a tension between myself and somebody else and I am having this, it may not have Reached fruition, so to speak, mm-hmm. but I'm beginning to feel the uh, mm-hmm. the roots are taking place. So then I write this song, and I can vent my frustration mm-hmm. through it at this other person. Then I realize that's how I feel.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: I need to address that. And then mm-hmm. once you've addressed that with the actual person, and there's reconciliation, mm-hmm. then that song can take on a different meaning.
1: Yeah, and I think like it's like that moment of kind of what I was saying earlier of being able to take your thoughts and feeling and visually put them on a page. Mm. So you're like, okay. You're just gonna write like, like you said, like just free writing. and just go for it, and then you mm-hmm. look back at it, and you're like, oh my gosh, like these are my thoughts. Like, because mm. I think like there is something that's so emotional and personal about writing mm. yeah. that, like, yeah, like you become characters when you read books, and you become like again like when you're reliving and rewriting things in your own life you become that like you're, you're that age again you're like it's so easier yeah. for me to start writing about yeah. oh like i was nine and i was living in india and like yeah. things just come back to life and it's so cool which is
0: true by the way
1: which is yeah true. yeah it is. and it's like oh and yeah and it's cool too because even like just uh, like after dts like i went through like this really massive like healing process with my family after like just a lot of like my like me being super destructive and like Mm -hmm. part of my healing process was just like writing a lot about how i was feeling and then i would look back at like those things in the past and be like wow like i was feeling this like negativity and this like destruction and like all this stuff in like way before it actually came to like fruition but it was like being able to look back at that from that outward Mm -hmm. perspective and be like okay my actions have been reflecting this for two years instead of six months Yeah. yeah like wow and so I think it's it's eye-opening to be able to put those things in front of you hmm. and be like, okay, this is actually what's going on in my head.
2: Sometimes you think back to this time in your life and you you, you know you have to go back to that place, but yeah. you don't really want to. You mm-hmm. don't know how to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's all these different emotions and you start writing about it and it's mm-hmm. it's as if it's easier. It's yeah. as if you can go to that place and it's like, oh, sweet. Like for me... Ryan you said that I write songs Mm. and I do that is that's a true fact about me I, (laughs) I am a songwriter but even just going into that other part of writing and so for songwriting I don't hold back and so I'm just like yeah there are some songs that I may never play in front of people because it's just not appropriate to play in front of people. Um, You might get
0: marked as explicit (laughs) or (laughs) something, like my
2: podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly. But (laughs) when I was talking to someone about this the other day, when you sing a song, someone else's song, you're trying to connect to their story
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. their emotion when they felt that and you watch shows like The Voice or X Factor and they, they talk about mm. oh, there wasn't really much connection with that song that's yeah. someone else's song and yeah. yes it's possible but mm-hmm. do you ever really want to fully connect into that song and so there are songs that I won't sing because I don't want people mm-hmm. to connect that deeply into my music and my writing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but people write books and it's almost a different avenue. I don't know why, mm-hmm. but people write books and share mm-hmm. explicitly yeah. mm-hmm. things, and it's almost like it's yeah. a different avenue. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've been using that avenue as another way of processing. Mm-hmm. And there were two moments in my life where I dressed up as Alice: my mm-hmm. 21st birthday mm-hmm. and someone else's birthday party, um, Alice in Wonderland. For clarification Mm -hmm. Um, one is good Alice that was my 21st and one is evil Alice for like a cosplay party right and they were two significant moments in my life and so I've been writing a book that's kind of connected it's like it's called Alice and I'm Alice and I've named all of the other characters with a name starting with A as well just weird Mm -hmm. but um, from that I've been able to just write about specific times that I know, I don't really know. I want to go back there yet, mm. but as soon as I start writing it as a different character, I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. and so yeah. writing is a very, and I think that's almost
1: part of like adding that almost like fantastical like spin on it. Is like yeah. if you add that little bit, it's not like you have to relive those feelings, mm. but you can access it more freely yeah. without having to like like I don't have to write about the horrible things that I like I've done or like that kind of stuff, and I don't have to feel guilty about it. Like, yeah, I don't have to take on. Those things in my life again, but yeah. I can I can move forward. I can look at it and like more objectively by adding that little spin or adding that yeah. little bit of changing names or because I, I feel like we've done similar things. Like I added like emotions to my like people's names and like yeah, yeah. And so I feel like if you add that little bit, it's still personal and you can still be deep with it, but mm. you don't have to identify with that anymore. Yeah, yeah. And can so move forward. yeah. Mm-hmm. which is i think a really cool part of like i think it's a part of a growing and healing process honestly like i think writing is such a spiritual thing that you can grow and heal so much from because it is an output for feeling and for emotion and yeah. and then when you do have that boldness to like to share something with either one person like i know i've read some of your alice stuff and it's awesome like yeah like there's some little things that i'm still like oh i wrote this like four years ago and i kind of want to share it but i'm terrified but yeah. every now and then like i've let people kind of into that and it's so cool Mm. So
0: even something I've been doing and some of the listeners at home will know this or wherever they are um, they will know that I've been writing a series of short stories about this boy named Davis <laughs> Westershine who is who's based off of me, uh, it's a terribly hilarious parody of my life um, <laughs> in which I'm taking inspiration from actual events that happen and actual mm-hmm. people but adding slight hyperbole which is an intentional oxymoron for the sake of I don't know Helping people to experience things a little over dramatized, yeah. and and making things humorous cool, that maybe weren't man. humorous at the time, <laughs>
2: uh,
0: and so you know it, it might it might be mm-hmm. something like, uh, I know in one of the coming episodes, my older brother, I was actually brainstorming with him, and he said there was this time where I was I was at football training and mum dropped me off and said dad was going to pick me up but she forgot to communicate that with dad and then I had all these parents from from training offer to give me lifts home but I said no because dad's coming realized dad wasn't coming it's pitch black outside we're in the uh less than picturesque suburban back alleys of Glenmore Park in Penrith Yes. yes and uh These days, it's renowned for gang activity and stuff. At the time, it was when the suburb was new, so there wasn't quite as much. Um, But my brother ran home, and it was a terrifying experience in his life. And he said, you have liberty to take that and and do something with it. And I went, I like that. Because even though I didn't get to experience that, I kind of understand where he's coming from. I know how it would have felt for me. Mm -hmm. So... I'm going to turn, I'm going to give it a completely different twist. Mm -hmm, It'll have a different backstory and all that, and we'll have a completely different outworking. But I don't know, something about writing, it helps you relinquish things that you've been holding Mm on to. Yeah. And you can even do it in a humorous way. You can do it in a way that makes things better.
2: Yeah, totally. And Mm -hmm. even
0: sometimes writing in a dark style is important because. Mm that may be the only way you're able to voice those things. Yeah, You may not feel comfortable saying them out loud, so you write them on, on paper. Mm-hmm. And like you said, people might not have to read them ever. Mm-hmm. But it's that letting go and also mm-hmm. sharing.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. totally.
0: Um, cause I feel like there's a difference between holding on to something and then giving it away completely.
2: Absolutely. And
0: holding on to something good mm-hmm. yeah. and being able to have somebody partake in that so you both Mm -hmm. get to have this the same shared experience so Mm -hmm. i I think that's the beauty of writing that you can Mm -hmm. go one of one of two
1: ways
2: yeah yeah as scary as it is to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. it's actually quite freeing and quite beautiful yeah yeah and i think like it's one thing it's so cool like with
1: being able to write because like it can be something very personal that you can easily keep kind of locked away and hidden Mm -hmm. but it's also something that is so easy to share where if you're like oh my gosh like this is something that i need to tell the world Mm. we have the internet at our fingertips and you can literally tell the world it's like i mean yeah yeah, of course it's not gonna go viral within the first like day or i mean it might really (laughs) but it's like it takes time to build that reputation and that influence Mm -hmm. but we do have an incredible opportunity like with writing and like with podcasts and video and like Mm -hmm. like i love it when people vlog and it just kind of like takes like yeah it just kind of like hits the ground running and it's awesome Mm -hmm. to see when people especially like when it's coming from a godly perspective like i would love to see like the influence that my blog has grow because it's like i'm writing from a godly perspective and i would love to see that like or i have friends like who have godly blogs and so it's like you're talking about things in life Mm -hmm. but you have that love and that care in them and like i don't write about god in every single one but there's something about love and hope and like that kind of like faith in each one so Mm. it's like i don't i shouldn't have to like say god and jesus and everyone for people to know Mm. who i am and what i like the way that i think and Mm. it's been cool because i've like been able to identify like i've i remember last year there was a like a girl who followed my um my wordpress Mm -hmm. and she sent me an email being like hey like i saw that like you're into yom and you're like you're this old and like you're from here and i'm from a similar like she's from the states and she's like i'm this old too and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out with my life and i really identified with this one post and we actually started like this massive email conversation for like probably like a month wow of just being able to talk and in a really free way because she knew my story like she Mm -hmm. knew everything about me because she had read really personal things that i put on Mm -hmm. the internet but it was so cool because like and i got to like pray for her like i like wrote out prayers because we were just like emailing back and forth but it was really awesome to just see how like we have those little moments that like God mm-hmm. just gives us, and mm-hmm. He gives us those opportunities of influence. And I think writing, especially yeah, like coming from a godly perspective, is an incredible way to influence people and mm-hmm. to build that kingdom culture on the internet, which is such like a dark place. I think mm. so. Yeah.
0: Yeah, even considering God's heart for writers and the yeah. fact that He used them to give mm-hmm. us the Bible. Yeah. And yeah. He used writers to give us the Psalms.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All that stuff it has to be really close to God's mm-hmm. heart. Jesus is the Word, yep. come flesh. Words are important, and saying mm-hmm. things out loud is definitely important. Yep. Uh, but writing things, in a way, it kind of supersedes a barrier that we put up when yeah. we hear something.
2: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Reading them internally, it's like they become our thoughts. Mm-hmm. We may not like the thoughts, because not all the thoughts that we have are from us anyway. And yeah. the ones that are, that we, we can have thoughts that are from us that we don't like. hmm Um, so reading somebody else's thoughts in our own thought voice makes them our thoughts in a way Mm -hmm. we get to interpret them how we will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And
2: definitely,
0: yeah, it's really interesting. And this is something that three, the three of us, Mm -hmm. are, let's say aspiring writers Mm -hmm. in our various fields. None of us has a following as of yet, (laughs) not yet, um, (laughs)
1: Just wait.
0: <laughs> Just we'll wait. There. We'll get there, guys. That's right. Um, okay, so do either of you or both of you have blogs that the listeners could maybe check out and and hit up? Yeah. Yeah. What's the URL?
1: <laughs> uh, mine's
0: onefromatown.wordpress.com. Onefromatown.wordpress.com. Cool. Yep. And that's also in the episode description, so mm-hmm. check that out.
2: Mine's kind of still in. It's still in the up and running process, but
0: it's a really long URL. <laughs> <laughs> sorry,
2: it's Samantha Megan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it will be. I haven't quite put it up yet. So mm. I, but I, yeah.
0: Is that WordPress? That's
2: yeah. We'll get back to you on that one. Okay,
0: I have a blog that is called Nova Castrian Heart, but it's found at Ryan Luke mm-hmm. Um great yeah that's that's where you could go to have some nice reading material from the (laughs) three of us Uh, in the meantime I just wanted to let the listeners know that Pastors Middle Kid is on Twitter
2: at PMK
0: podcast nice hit me up tweet me I'll try and tweet you back I've never used it really before
2: okay (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) I was using it to expand my audience but nobody's on Twitter (laughs) (laughs) she's an Instagram (laughs) backfired oh I could get an Instagram well my personal Instagram uh ryan luke Winslade, you could find me too as we're kind of wrapping this up Mm. uh because we need to get to a christmas choir practice that i'm (laughs) that i'm running in three minutes time is
2: it actually Um. oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) we can talk uh is
0: is there any advice that the two of you would would give the listeners at home that would improve their life considerably it could be anything. in regards to
2: writing okay anything Anything. Hmm. at all wow this is a I should have seen this question coming. This is a regular question, mm. right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think actually,
1: like, my, mine probably has to do... Like, yeah, I'm going to say something about writing. Mm-hmm. And if it's anything, like, write down your stories. Like, don't don't hold on to things. Because, first of all, it's just, like, it can be really unhealthy. It can be good, like, holding on to good things. But it's really cool because writing... I feel like writing, like, it just makes things last. Because, like, you mm-hmm. can say a word and it's forgotten in the next minute. Yeah, But if you write something down, like it's gonna last and that's one of my biggest hearts is like that I can write down my story so that my kids and my grandkids and friends and that stuff like they will have this piece of paper that has my story on it and I Mm. think anybody can do that like I used to like I never used to like writing like yeah I would never I did okay with it in school I'm not a phenomenal writer I enjoy it and I value the process of it more and more all the time Mm. but yeah write things down whether it's like random notes like I have like a folder that has like random notes where I'm like, oh, I have this idea. Or you should see the notes folder on my phone. It has some hilarious stuff in it. Like, mm-hmm. or write quotes down. Quotes are one of my favorite things. That like mm. people will say something funny, and then I'll look back at it like a year later and be like, oh my gosh, like this was a great moment in life. Like, yeah, I think writing is just a good way to remember the good things and to grow from the bad things. Mm. So write things down. It's good.
0: Yeah. Two things in response to that. One, Jesus says that heaven and earth will pass away, but mm. His word will stand forever. And mm we're made in his image so in a way it's not going to last forever but our word last. definitely outlasts us mm-hmm. on a second note you said write down quotes yeah that should just be a hint for those listening just to go back and listen to this podcast again and write down things that we've said because yeah. we are great
2: <laughs> <laughs> amen <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: samantha do you have some advice for the listening audience
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, gosh. What's your advice? <laughs> live every day as if you were a superhero. <laughs> That's a fantastic piece of. Oh, except, please except don't, for like, jumping out of buildings. I was, I was just going to say, don't and, jump off a building! I never wear a cape, but. No leotards, no No spandex. No <laughs> capes, no <darling>. leotards. <laughs> no capes, darling. No capes, No capes, no spandex. No capes, darling. What advice? No capes. But live every day as if you were a superhero and I'll always take sunscreen to the beach. In Australia, especially. In Australia, mm. Mm. I mean
1: Canada. You you could do it. You probably won't need it. You but have like, beaches in Canada. Oh, wait, freshwater lakes. Come on. Okay, difference. We have <laughs> like ninety percent of the world's freshwater. Okay, half of it's frozen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Big difference. Big difference. Cold lakes. I want to see you try and surf an iceberg. will People go surfing where I live.
1: Someone. Oh,
0: river surfing's a thing. I've seen a video. No, we got oceans not
2: that wakeboarding. No,
0: as no, no wakeboarding. R- river is surfing the has started. Okay, um, anyway, <laughs> there's something to check out. Yeah, you should YouTube river surfing. It's really interesting. Okay, um, great, Brittany, Samantha. Thank you so much for coming on Pastors Middle Kid this week. Thanks My for having here. us. It's, yeah, it's an honor. Yeah, it's definitely been a it's been a good one. Hopefully, it's made the people at home <laughs> or wherever they are think a lot. Um, cool. Well, until next time. Uh, hopefully, you will. Hopefully you'll tune in next time to Pastor's middle kid.
1: I was wondering where you were going. With that. You're <laughs> covered in glitter. Yeah, I, I glittered my Christmas cards earlier today. <laughs> and I did it outside and it was windy. Okay. You I should see you time. should
0: see her with a hot glue gun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the thing's no glitter in a hot glue gun, man. It's beautiful. I Can make some real magic happen. Oh
2: my gosh. Best friend. Ignorance is your new path